You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Megan. And this is Mickey. It's Halloween week, guys, and tonight we are talking ghosting. Ooh, spooky. We're excited to touch on this topic because I feel like ghosting happens to so many of us, whether we're the ghost or the ghosted. We're all on one side or the other, probably in our lives. So we wanted to share a story from our guest and a couple of our own personal stories as well. We're not talking about actual ghost hauntings, if you guys didn't catch that. We're talking about relationship ghosting, friendship ghosting, where someone, you know, leaves your life unexplained, just cuts you off. So that's where we're going tonight. Um, Before we get started on that, though, um, let's dive into our highs and lows. Spooky! (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Okay, um... I will go first because I'm so excited. So my high is this past weekend, my husband and I celebrated our five-year wedding anniversary, which is crazy. Um, But we, so lots of big deals. We, if you listen to our show, you know I'm like a freak about everything, COVID and terrified. We had my mom come and stay with Nora which was huge. Like she hasn't babysat Nora since this whole thing started. So we really just went for it like from zero (laughs) to staying over two nights at our house. (laughs) But so yeah, that was the first like date we've even been on since like February. So it was insane. We went to Leavenworth and we rented this little cabin that had a hot tub, like the nicest hot tub I've ever seen all lit up. It had like an eight foot fence built around it there was lights all around the outside area so beautiful and when we got there it was snowing and it dumped like eight inches of snow the first night we were there so we were just like in the hot tub in the snow it was so nice so relaxing and then we stayed for two nights so then Saturday we literally just did whatever we wanted we like mimosas like drink all day hot tub play games like we played monopoly and poker and dominoes and like took a nap like i can't even (laughs) tell you last time i took a nap we were were just laughing because we're like wow this is how adults parents like vacation you go somewhere and literally don't do anything and it was so (laughs) so amazing and then um sunday before we left we we were like 15 miles outside of town. So we went into Leavenworth for a little while, which was like a little bit sketchy because it was super crowded. Um, But we just stayed outside the whole time. And we, you know, everyone had their masks on and everything. And we just got like brats, is that what they're called? At this little place that we always go to when we're there, which is outside and you can just order it to go. So we still got to experience like our favorite little town and um just be super safe and it was just like the most amazing weekend so that's so cute and so romantic because Leavenworth is really special to you guys yeah it is that's where we got engaged so that was like our little place so perfect well yeah yeah, congratulations and I mean for your anniversary and for the weekend which might be an even bigger deal right now yeah so awesome Yeah, Yeah, it was, it was, I just tried not to think about the COVID stuff. I did have like 
it was, so it was an Airbnb. I had like a slight panic attack when we got there just because it's like, okay, I knew somebody had checked out the morning before we got there, which Mm -hmm. I didn't think they were supposed to do. I thought they were supposed to give like 24 hours or something, but I guess they don't. So it's like, okay, did they really like clean it good enough? And there was no dishwasher. So you just had to like wash your own dishes. (laughs) How do you know? So we just had to, you know, pre-wash any dish that we used. And it was just like a little bit overwhelming. Just like, there's no way they could have cleaned every crevice in here. There's just no way they could have. So we just tried not to think about it. But now like this week, we're both, um, since yesterday, we're both like kind of stuffy, which was just allergies obviously from like going over the mountains and stuff but we're like if we got covid from this airbnb (laughs) we're gonna lose our minds oh my gosh i know we're just being paranoid um my low total change of gears simple but like frustrating nora is all of a sudden like terrified of the bath um My husband admitted to it. He gave her a bath and like when he was dumping the water on her head, he doesn't give her baths very often. That's usually our, mine and Nora's thing. And he just like went for it and just like dumped water all over her head. So he's like, oh yeah, uh, sorry, I might have traumatized her. I didn't mean to. Oh, oh no. So yeah, so getting back today, <laughs> I woke up to Nora like explosive poop diaper which has not happened in a really 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 long time so I was like girl you you gotta get a bath like back to reality like get in like back to reality so I like had to put her in the bath and it was like just the perfect start to a Monday morning after vacation screaming crying meltdown so um yeah if anybody has any tips on how to make the bath fun again because she won't even sit down she well, she'll just will stand there and then she's fine with everything until you start trying to dump water on her head and she loses it. So yeah. Girl, sad. Oh. Uh, my kids didn't like water touching their face at all. Yeah. For years. They would like get an, a drop on them, like, I need a towel and like freak out. So yes. I have no tips because I obviously didn't know what to do and till now they like Piper just wants to spend her whole bath time holding her seeing how long she can hold her breath underwater <laughs> which is terrifying also yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. total 180 but yeah oh, that's too she's, bad Poor she's girl. like that with water on her face too like even if she's crying yeah. like mm-hmm. as she's having a meltdown she's like wipe it wipe yeah. it like gets more <laughs> upset that there's stuff on her face yeah. so hopefully it's just a yeah. little phase but yeah, yeah so that's that oh gosh oh okay let's see um my high um both of my kids are going to school on Wednesday and Thursday full days both of them I uh, like I'm trying not to get too excited about it because you just never know if one of them has the sniffles or something um then they wouldn't go but I'm so excited I hope it happens my husband is off so we're gonna be home together and so in the car yesterday, I was like, oh, so what are we going to do on Wednesday and Thursday? And he's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, like, what are we going to do on Wednesday and Thursday? And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, 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 my God. I don't know. <laughs> and we're just like, <laughs> we're going to have the entire day. So, I, I mean, we're super exciting people. So we're probably going to paint our living room, or finish painting our living room <laughs> or something like that because we have so many big projects. 
um, and just we never get time to sit and focus on one thing but I can't wait I'm so excited I also think yeah. it's really funny and I have to add every time I like mention this to it's always like my family they're like oh you're gonna have the whole day together huh? the two of you and I'm like do people speak like we're just gonna stay home and bang all day like we've been married for 10 years people and we can sleep through the night like we're fine that's not what I'm gonna be spending my uninterrupted day doing sorry to disappoint you side note um let's see my low is actually another high in disguise but it was <laughs> oh it was a lot so um my other best friend Jessica is having a baby and so um I got to throw her a baby shower this weekend which is amazing and like total dream come true it was so much fun having her here with her husband um but it's COVID and so like what are you gonna do for a baby shower um it was just her immediate family her parents and her siblings um, so it wasn't like this huge party, but um, we were going to do it outside to keep everybody, you know, safe and comfortable. <laughs> we have this whole plan and it was on Saturday. It was so cold, which isn't bad, except it was windy, like mm. so freaking windy. Her parents brought like a propane fire pit. We had tables set up and everything, but we were outside for like 10 minutes and we're like, this is not going to work. So yeah. luckily I did a bunch of research beforehand just like everything I could think of to keep everyone safe so um I had we got like um, sandwich trays I made separate ones for each household so mm -hmm. each household yeah. had their own area of the house their own food trays um I did um like canned soda bags of chips everything sealed so no mm -hmm. one had to like mix and match anything we wore masks inside the whole time except when we were eating um so it the only like down part of that is that it was just like stressful on mm -hmm. and just not as comfortable for everyone, you yeah. know? Um, so that's why it, it would be my low, but it was still a lot of fun. And like, we got to get together and um, celebrate them. So yeah. good. And entertain and host. And I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of that, that we miss so much. Yeah. Yeah. And we like got to have friends stay the weekend, which is a miracle. They are just maybe even more locked down down there mm -hmm. um, like we are here especially with her being pregnant so we felt really safe with each other um and we got to stay up and talk and it was just it was a lot of fun fun yeah. so oh, we made that. it but now we are quarantining ourselves because mm -hmm. you just never know we wore masks to see my in-laws last night just for um just for a brief minute to drop off their tables um and we're just going to be kind of staying home and we're of course like oh he has a scratchy throat we gotta watch it okay you're fine it's like cold season we were outside at the pumpkin patch like every little thing is gonna be totally under scrutiny now which is so tough i know and any sniffle or anything that's why it's like frustrating because yeah. between allergies cold season covid like, yeah how do you yeah. know you just have to stay home all the time yeah and our kids yeah. when they go to school we have to sign a little um sticker every day like go through the health check if they have anything on there they have to stay home so i'm like they're gonna miss so much school mm -hmm. just being normal kids yeah. yeah although they're not interacting with other kids as much so right I'm so hopefully they won't yeah, yeah remember that nurse practitioner that we had on here that mm -hmm. said like we shouldn't cold and flu season won't be as bad since people aren't actually interacting mm -hmm. but i mean we'll see i guess still yeah. gonna yeah 
like still gonna get my flu shot. I don't wanna yeah, <laughs> get, oh, trigger sure. trigger anyone. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into the ghosting stories, I have an actual ghost story to tell you guys that just happened today actually. I'm like, I was like freaking out. Okay. So my mom was here watching Nora, right? And so um, my mom's dad, we called him Papa, and he passed away when I was like 10 years old or something. So, but there's been like certain things where Papa seems to show himself a lot throughout our whole family's lives. Um, just little things that will happen. Like bald eagles is, are kind of like his symbol or little things will be moved or you know, one time we were at my grandma's house and we were talking about him and a light started flickering, just little things like that, but nothing in a long time. Um, and so this morning after I was getting Nora all cleaned up from her bath, she was just sitting there and she was like, Papa. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, oh, mom must've been talking to her about Papa or something. Or I mentioned Papa to her a few days ago. Cause we were talking about just like family members and things like that. And so I was like, what, what about Papa? And she was like, Papa at our house. And I was like, hmm, who did mom have over here? Like, just kind of joking, like <laughs> thinking to myself, like, ha ha, like, ooh, Nora's ratting her out or something like that. But then I was like, Papa was at our house. What do you mean? Where, where was he at our house? And she said, Papa was on the ceiling. And then oh she God. goes, oh, I know. And then she goes, funny which he was like a total jokester. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Papa was on the ceiling? <laughs> and at this point, I'm like kind of panicking. And yeah. she was like, yeah, Papa was on the ceiling. And I was like, oh, well, what did he say to you? And she's like, hi, Nora. And then she said, and he said, that's silly. And I was like, okay. So then, that, then she like stopped talking about it. So I called my mom and I like, told my mom about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like, well, my mom was at the house. Like he was here too. So then when I was on the phone with my mom telling her about it, she started talking about it again. She was like, yeah, Papa was here. Papa was here. And then when my mom heard this, she goes, he had to go. He had to go back up. Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Dude, two waves of goosebumps. I know. So then I told, I called Quentin and told him about it, my husband. So then later today I went to go upstairs and get some work done while he was spending time with her. And I come back down and he was like, Nora told me about Papa too. And he said that she, or she said that he was on the ceiling Mm -hmm. and he asked her what he said to her. And she said, hi, Nora, like same, same exact Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. without any prompting from him. Yeah. Wow. Is that crazy? That's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, I I totally think I, like you hear a lot that kids, little kids especially, mm-hmm. are just like so much more in tune with like the spiritual world, and yes, um, that's crazy. I know. I was in shock. I was like, I don't know if I'm excited or scared or like. It's like both. Like. Like yeah. I, I love hearing that, but that's also creepy that she could like, like, thank goodness it was, you know, something good and she didn't seem scared at all. But I'm like, like, I wonder what it was that she could see. Like, mm-hmm. but like, where else would a spirit be but on the ceiling? That's just so creepy. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So that's our little ghost story that just happened yeah. today. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 
oh well thank you yeah that's like creepy and heartwarming and like all the things yeah yeah so i'm like i wonder if we're gonna like if did you leave (laughs) or are you still here am i gonna get a sign from you like yeah so cool oh wow okay well moving on to the other less exciting ghosting usually way more of a bummer (laughs) yeah um we will bring on our guest so our guest tonight um I know her as Biddy Biddy Bumblock. We did roller derby together. Um, she's a Texas native who call, who now calls the Pacific Northwest home. She's a badass derby player. She works for a nonprofit, and she has quite the ghosting story to share with us. So let's welcome Biddy to the show. Hi, Biddy. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to talk to you tonight about ghosting. But first, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners about yourself, who you are, what you do, what makes you a boss lady. Tell us everything. Well, um, my name is Biddy, and um, I am a badass. (laughs) Yes. From uh, deep South Texas, I, um, I relocated to the Pacific Northwest about three years ago. Um, I am really involved in the local community here. Um, currently, I uh, work at uh, I work for a nonprofit organization that specializes in reproductive health and um, safe access to that. So I, I'm really proud of that. And uh, what makes me a boss lady is that I uh, do all these things like roller skate and cook and maintain a home while being a boss at the same time. (laughs) Nice. Perfect. Okay. Well, we're excited. It's, you know, almost Halloween time. So like what better topic than ghosting, but not your typical ghost story. Um, The ghosting that we're talking tonight is the ghosting that's used to describe the practice of seizing all communication and contact with a partner, friend, or similar individual without any apparent warning or justification, and subsequently ignoring any attempts to reach out or communicate made by said partner, friend, or individual. So that's kind of a lot, but basically (laughs) I think we all get the gist of what ghosting is. Um, When we reached out looking for a guest for this episode, you had mentioned that you were ghosted by an ex-fiance. So why don't you tell us your story, the who, where, when, what happened? Well, um, I sad, I'm sad to say, but I was ghosted by my fiance of eight years, um, back in 2012 and, uh, it's, it was tough, but I'm, I'm really glad to be here to share the story because, uh, it's, it's, it was definitely a life lesson for me. Um, so, um, I, I don't, I don't want to mention his name, but, um, mm-hmm. his name was Carl. <laughs> and uh, I don't want to mention his name, but his name's Carl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so we'll call him Carlos. And um, I met Carlos when I was um, a young kid. We grew up together in the Mormon church. Uh, my, fem- my family was very uh, active in the LDS community, and uh, we went to church together. So we knew each other since we were maybe like 12. And so we had been friends for the longest time. It was until about 16 when we officially started dating and he, quote, we were, uh, quote, unquote, engaged. 
and so um, it, it was one of those cutesy teenage relationships where you go to those youth dances and um, you know just just regular teen stuff <laughs> and um, yeah I'm we decided to leave the church together when we were um, 18 and uh, we did our own thing we ended up getting an apartment together and um, just living together despite despite being told not to and so um, we ended up moving away about four hours from the city that we were from. And um, it was just a new experience for me because I had never lived with, with somebody else by, our, by myself, you know. Mm -hmm. And so um, we were living in this big city about four hours away. He had gotten a job at a local restaurant and I got a job there just because I wanted to be with him, dumb me. <laughs> So technically he was my manager and I was, I was just working underneath him. And so, um, everything was great. I didn't notice any sort of weird signs until maybe towards the end of him actually ghosting me. Um, it just, it, this, his schedule, we just wouldn't align as to what was listed because I worked at the same place. Mm -hmm. And so he was gone at all hours of the night working but he wasn't actually working. So it was just kind of weird. And um, I would find like clothes in my apartment that didn't belong to me no. at all. Yeah. And um, so I, I ended up spending some time uh, at my family's house uh, just because I was going through some, some, men some mental stuff. Not mental stuff, but just I was going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to be with my family. And... Um, I and when I ended up coming back to our apartment his stuff was gone like all his stuff was gone his clothes was gone um his tv was well not his tv because it was our tv we bought it oh. together it was oh. gone and so I was like what's going on and I was texting him and it was going straight to voicemail I was oh I was calling him I'm sorry it was going straight to voicemail I was texting him and no response I called his family nothing me and my family went to go knock on his door like what happened did we get robbed or something mm -hmm. yeah and um you know no answer it was like they were home but they didn't want to enter the door and it was just really odd and so um when I went to work because he um we worked together it, he was like suddenly off the schedule like Oh, he put in his two weeks, like two weeks ago. What? Like, what is going on? And nobody <gasps> anything. Mm -hmm. And so here I am stuck in an apartment with all my stuff crying. I had no idea what happened. And so it, it was just, it was very, very hard on me. I, even now, when I think about it, it, it was just very hard. I never really got a response as to why he left or whatever. And it's just so weird because my family still sees his family in church today, mm -hmm. but they don't, they don't acknowledge what happened. <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. But it wasn't <sighs> until later, maybe like I, I, it was hard time. I ended up moving out and, um, you know, discovering uh, things that I like to do since I was in the relationship so young. Mm -hmm. um, it took a lot of time away from what, from the things that I, I mean, I didn't know that I liked, like, uh, for example, roller skating. I, I barely started roller skating then. 
and um, I started like painting, but <laughs> it's just, I was just missing out on a lot of stuff. And so it was just really nice to get to know myself um, through that process. But um, I ended up finding out that um, he, he just didn't want to get married and was afraid to confront me about it. Oh my gosh. And so that was one of the reasons that he left. And then um, on top of that, it looked like it, the clothes that was at the apartment that I was finding was mm-hmm. one of my coworkers at the same place. Mm-hmm. And, oh, wow. Yeah, he ended up getting her pregnant. And oh so my that's gosh. one of the reasons that he left. And so, um, wow. yeah. And so I moved on from that. <laughs> yeah. So that was my ghosting, my horrible ghosting that still haunts me to this day. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you oh feel my- like you got the closure that you needed from the answers or do you still feel like oh, unresolved? I know? definitely feel a uh, closure now that I know what happened. I mean, I thought I did something wrong, but it was just him on his own end. He was dealing with all that and you know, getting one of my other coworkers pregnant. <laughs> I mean, um, they have a beautiful family now, so good for them. Mm-hmm. But oh, they're uh, together now. Oh yeah, still. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. wow. Okay. Which I mean, good, good on them. They're happy mm-hmm. together. But yeah. um, I just really wish that it it didn't end like that. I wish I would have been, you know, confronted about it, or you know, t- him told him telling me face to face. Mm-hmm, um, right. what was going on rather than leaving me with the bill and the lease of my apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So tell us about, you know, a little more about the fallout. How was your life different after this experience and how were your friends and family impacted by this? So my family was very against me moving out in the first place with him because it was, it's in, in our community. It's like, um, we have to be married first before we even, live together and mm-hmm. um it was more like a I told you so that's what you get you see that's mm-hmm. what you that's that's what happens when you don't listen oh. and um uh with with our friends we had a lot of mutual friends and uh everyone was kind of like oh my god I can't believe he did that like everyone was shocked but there were some that were that knew about it but but said they were shocked anyway so yeah. it was kind of shady <laughs> wow. but um I I I did good. I, I took a lot. Like I said, it just took a lot of discovering who I was and and just getting over it. Um, I remember it was maybe about a week after that whole incident happened and I was staying with a friend and I still had a bunch of pictures of, of me and, and Carlos together. And um, we had a little session where we made a little bonfire and we just said all the things that <laughs> we needed to say to like the pictures and we just mm-hmm. burned them all and um that it was kind of it was kind of like a a spiritual thing for me yeah. to just do that because i just felt so liberated and you know i haven't looked back since and um every now and then what's funny is that my this ghost still comes to haunt me when he shows up in my dms mm. but um <sighs> i'm happily married now and um i've moved past that and it definitely helped me uh become a better person yeah yeah. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a hard but big lesson to grow <laughs> from. And you obviously come out the other side bigger and better. Um, gosh. 
So I can imagine your feelings back then. Now, do you think it sounds like you've kind of wrapped your head around like what happened? Do you think that you have like a better understanding now about the situation? Yeah, I mean, I definitely understand uh, what happened for sure. And um, I like I get it. I, I understand we were young. We were like 19, almost 20. And then that of just being the idea of just being married can be scary to anybody that young, you know? And, um, but I just feel like that wasn't the right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And and I'll, I, I forgive him now. And, you know, again, good for him. He has his own family, Mm -hmm. but that's just not the way you do things at all. (laughs) No, he was old enough to know. I mean, no better than that. You know, you guys were young, but not that young to know the difference between right and wrong. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's a lot to go through at such a young age and such a pivotal time in your life. That really must define, you know, so many things in your life moving forward. And how has it affected your relationships since then? Um, well, um, I definitely um, make like after after all that ordeal happened, um, when I just re- started dating again, I made sure to uh, always be on the same page as my partner. I think that's very important um, move, before even moving forward or moving in. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I just think that's very important. Just, you know, talking, uh, communication, relationships are just a really long conversation so Mm -hmm. um that's very important and that's something that I didn't do with Carlos and so um yeah yeah I like that a long conversation that very well put for sure Mm -hmm. gosh well thank you for sharing that ghosting story with us I'm so sorry that happened to you that just kept getting worse and worse (laughs) as your story went I'm like no way that he did that um gosh well Megan has a ghosting story that we thought she she would like to share this episode also. Yes. I First of all, I just want to say that I love your whole mindset and mentality on all of that. I'm, I'm much more bitter about my situation <laughs> than you are. And mine was just a really close friend. So I'm really inspired by how you just handled that whole thing and how much it seems like you've actually grown from that situation. So hats off to you for that because that's, very impressive. Thank you. So, yeah. So my story is, um, I I don't want to like, there's a lot that goes into it, but I'll try to keep it as brief as possible. So I won't mention names either. We'll just call her a, so I had a extremely close friend. I mean, for years and years and years, she was so close, like a family member to me. And my husband had grown extremely close with her husband. We'll call him N as well. And they were, you know, so close. He even invited him to come into the wedding and be, you know, over friends that he had known his whole life. Um, he had N be in his wedding party. And of course I had A be in my wedding party. So just a little preface, you can imagine what's to come. So um, yeah, they were just like that couple that, you know, we, loved hanging out with they would they were one of our only friends that would come visit us when we lived up in Bellingham they would come see us really often we spent a lot of time just growing my friendship with her and you know watching their friendship grow with my soon-to-be husband and it was it was just a really beautiful too good to be true picture (laughs) perfect friendship um 
And so a lot happened right around the time of our wedding. A lot of you guys who have listened to our show know that we had um, the death of my father-in-law and my dad also divorcing my mom, separating from my mom all right around our wedding. And we were at my bridal shower, which was already a really uncomfortable thing to be doing amongst so much grief. Um, It was really hard to try to be happy and not feel guilty about it, but we wanted to do all of the wedding things. And A was there and we had a great time and everything was wonderful. And that was basically the last time I talked to her was at my bridal shower. And the next couple day, a couple days later, I think my shower was on a Saturday and it was on a Tuesday that I realized we were no longer friends on any social media. Not only were we not friends, but I was blocked and every single person in my life that she had any acquaintance with was also blocked from her and N, her husband's social medias. And I mean, she was like a ghost. She was just gone. I couldn't find her anywhere. The one thing she didn't think of was Pinterest and I'm a crazy person. So I found a way to message her on Pinterest just saying like, what the hell, what's going on? Why are you completely ghosting me basically? Um, And I'll never forget the response I got was something along the lines of what you said on Saturday was the last straw for me or something like that. I've over the years, I have forgot exactly, but the gist of it, that what I said was the last straw. And to this day, I have no idea what I said. I replay that entire day over in my head over and over and over again. The only thing that I can remotely think of that may have been upsetting was I had told her about my parents getting separated. It wasn't really public knowledge yet. And I asked her not to say anything, which I don't, I mean, like that's maybe upsetting, not friendship, lifelong friendship ending. Um, Yeah, to this day, I just don't, I don't know what it was. And she and her husband completely disappeared out of our lives, dropped out of our wedding. I mean, they didn't tell us, they just stopped talking to us. (laughs) So they were out of the wedding and I haven't seen or heard from her since for many years until it was my, oh gosh, Mickey, what did we come up with? Third wedding anniversary? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Second Mm. or third wedding anniversary. And, um, you know, leading up to the wedding, she knew my father-in-law was sick and she knew my parents were getting separated. She didn't know that my father-in-law had passed. She didn't know the whole situation of, you know, the other woman with my parents' separation and all of that. She didn't know any of that. But she, she had no idea of anything in my life. And she found my uh, real estate brokerage's address and found that I worked there. And I went to work and walked up and there was a package from A. Smith. And I was like, okay, what? No, that can't be her. There's no way that's her. And I just remember this feeling rushing over me, like literally like I had seen a ghost. It was like a package from a dead person. It had been years and with no resolution. And I opened the package and after I like ran downstairs, felt like I was going to pass out, puke like a million emotions, realized it was from her. And it was just a three page little note, basically 
not addressing the situation at all, just kind of saying, like, hopefully one day we can hash this out. My life is great now. Oh, my gosh, you've been married for two years at this point. Like, she planned this out to come on my wedding anniversary. And it had no resolution. And it had a bunch of weird stuff in it, like a couple pens and a feather and some rocks. And I just, I... It just made things so much worse because for all these years, I have carried around that statement of what you said was it for me. And I have no idea what I said. Still to this day, was not even addressed in the letter. And it kind of came down to the realization that I didn't say anything. Um, She had a psychotic break. And I actually know this because she sensed her ex-husband has been in communication with me she ghosted him she ghosted her children she ghosted her family and I I mean that's that's about all I know so that's that yeah (laughs) it was great just an insane time of life in general um being one of your other friends during that time and watching it all happen it was so weird so weird and we're all like what like what do you mean you can't get a hold of her and she was blocked me from facebook i tried to get a hold of her regarding plans um for megan's bachelorette party because she was supposed to like pay in to do this thing and i i she I don't know if she ever responded or it would have been like a couple little words, but I know like I emailed her like, what are you doing? What did she do? Like, she doesn't deserve this. She deserves something and just nothing from her. So that is the, it was crazy and heartbreaking and so confusing. Like I can't even imagine like your actual feelings, like being the person that happened to, um, it was nuts. The hardest part honestly is I'm such a like, people pleaser and I have a big heart and I'm so empathetic and caring and I never ever ever want to hurt anybody I mean it keeps me up at night with my anxiety of if I have ever upset anybody so I hope I hope and think that she knew that about me and that just made it easier for her to say something like that and turn it around on me but I you know I I'm not mean like I I can't think of something that would come out of my mouth that was mean enough to warrant completely disappearing out of a lifelong friendship. And to this day, I don't have closure. And I held on to her package that she sent me for quite a while. And I, you know, I've been to therapy about, you know, lots of things. And this was one of them. And, you know, she had me do this whole like unrooting meditation, you know, walked me through it. And, Um, just kind of letting it go. And I wish I would have done something like ceremonious of like burning the package, but I held onto it for a while. And then I just one day threw it away. It was like bad juju out of here. And, you know, that was good enough. I I still think about them all the time, though, more often than I should. Of course. Oh, my gosh. Well, you two are both incredible for going through these horrible experiences oh I'm so sorry for both of you I don't have um I couldn't come up with a instance where I've been ghosted um I have been the ghoster a few times um the more I think about those the more 
the better I feel about them <laughs> because they were to boys and they really sometimes have it coming. Um, I think my biggest one is I had a friend through um, high school and then we ended up going off to college together. And um, just like as we got older, we just became like closer friends, but still like within a group. And um, it got to the point where he like was comfortable letting me know that he like used to have this crush on me used to be in love with me whatever and I'm like okay cool like one I'm really uncomfortable around I mean I I was really uncomfortable around boys I guess I'm a grown woman now so it's a little (laughs) better but um really uncomfortable so I'm like okay yeah thanks but like I, I had a boyfriend at the time my now husband um and it just got he started to get creepy to the point where I was like he would call and if I wouldn't answer I got the feeling I was like I would look around like expecting him to be watching me and seeing that I didn't answer like that kind of stuff and we'd walk like on campus and he'd put his arm around me or like try to hold my hand and I'm like this is just very uncomfortable but I'm like totally non-confrontational um like just wasn't I didn't feel comfortable to like tell him not to kind of thing which I think is like a typical or not uncommon issue for a lot of women. Um, I just started to get really uncomfortable and really kind of freaked out. So I did message him on Facebook and because he had been like trying to get a hold of me. And I was like, look, like one, my, my grandpa had just died. Um, but I had some other stuff, just like family stuff going on. I was living with my boyfriend. I was like, I just need some space from you. You're getting a little creepy. Like I get that you used to have feelings for me. Thank you for telling me, I guess, but it really makes our friendship uncomfortable. And I just, I need, I need you to give me a little bit of space. He's like, okay, that's fine. And then I just like kind of accidentally never talked to him again. (laughs) It's been like 15 years and I honestly just, life got so busy. I completely forgot that he even like existed and that that happened um, until our high school reunion I saw him and I was like, oh yeah, this is really uncomfortable. But I like kind of had forgot how things had ended. Um, but I, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> I guess I told him to give me some space. And then it took like, yeah, 10 years or something. So I um, ended up sending him an email afterwards, just being like, you know, um, I didn't intend to completely end our friendship. I'm sorry that that was really unkind of me to just like peace out like that um I was just really nice of me I thought to try to like give us some closure or something and um surprisingly to me I got a very unkind message back (laughs) um just too little too late kind of thing and looking back I mean I guess I was a pretty big part of his life a big like important relationship with for him um so for me to just like cut him out like that I think was pretty devastating to him at the time so I feel bad about that um but also on a side note I just went through this box of notes um from like from me and my friend in high school and found a note from that guy going on and telling me about how he had feelings for me but I was with this other guy and I hear you're spending a lot of time with him and don't worry about me I have this defense mechanism where I just cut people out who don't feel things about just like super dramatic but also (laughs) creepy no and so then I'm like you know what 
I think I did the right thing. <laughs> I feel my life has been nothing but better without him in it. That first note should have been a red flag like a few <laughs> years before. So I did do the ghosting, but I feel good about it. And I would do it again. <laughs> but you two didn't, did not, um, did not deserve what happened to you. So yeah, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> well for sharing that too yeah. <laughs> so um to lighten things up a little bit before we let you go biddy um we have a segment that we like to call our hot mess moment so life is full of hot mess moments and we have all been there in this segment our guest has a chance to share an embarrassing confession about a time that you've been a total hot mess do you have one you'd like to share with us i do um however it might get pretty messy Uh, (laughs) the messier the better oh yeah Yeah. what's funny is that this happened around the same time that my ghosting uh story happened perfect (laughs) um i i was walking um i was running some errands it was a it was a town where everything was just so close together so you didn't really have to use your card again anywhere and so i was walking and um i just had the urge to go to the restroom so bad um, like, I'm not talking number one, but like number two. <laughs> so um, I ran to like a lo- I ran inside to a local bank and, you know, local banks like, oh, how are you? How can I can help you. I just I just need to use your restroom. And I just ran to the back and use the restroom. And so I'm just there doing my business. I unfortunately made the mistake of not checking the restroom to see if there was toilet paper beforehand. Oh. And so I just, you know, I, I went all out. I went to town. <laughs> <laughs> And so um, I, you know, I was able to finish and then it wasn't until I was finished that I noticed that there was no toilet paper. I'm like, crap, what do I do? And so um, I had to get rid of my socks and uh, I didn't know what to do with my socks. I was I was like, oh, my gosh, the guy's out there asking me if I need any help and I'm I'm here. And so I I just ball up my socks and I, I put them in the toilet. And then I, I try to flush it and then everything starts coming back up. And then I, I start freaking out and I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do? And I meet in panic mode. I keep pressing the flushing thing and oh. the water starts to go everywhere. And so I'm like, crap. And so what I, I, I just, I just left. <laughs> <laughs> I, I grabbed all my stuff. I walked out. I, they asked me if I needed anything and I just left and, and since then, I, I have not stepped foot in that bank <laughs> because I I clogged their toilet AF. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, I love a good poop story, so thank you for that because that made my night. I can just imagine. I I don't know. I'm proud of you for just walking out. I can imagine just <laughs> coming out. Yeah, no, I'm good. Bye. <laughs> oh my I God. never got my socks back. Never stepped foot in yeah. the bank. Never. <laughs> They're gone at that point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Hey, boss lady. We want to support you and your business on our show. We are rolling out a new segment where we'll be highlighting boss ladies in our community by running an ad for your business. These are uncertain times for many of us, and what better way to regain some control than by decluttering and organizing your space? 
professional organizer, and certified KonMari consultant, Kimberly Waria, can help you do just that through her virtual one-on-one sessions. Kimberly will personally guide you through each step to declutter and organize your home for good. Check out her website, tidyspruce.com, for details and set up a complimentary phone consultation. That's tidyspruce.com. If you're interested in us promoting your business on our show, send us your email address and let's get bossy. Yeah, that's it for this week and we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, stay stay bossy. bossy.